Big matchup on the West Coast. San Francisco 49ers with a 5-2 and two record. Take on the Cincinnati Bengals, 3-3. Three and three. Massive football game for the Cincinnati Bengals. There's no question about it. They're trying to sweep the NFC West. They've got uh, three wins against the prior opponents, the Rams, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Seattle Seahawks. Trying to get four wins against the NFC West. That's great. Wins. I'll, I'll take wins all day, every day. Start winning against the AFC and start stacking wins there. Going to have to do that as well. But let's talk about this football game. Take one game at a time. First and foremost, the San Francisco 49ers. It is one hell of a football team in terms of personnel. John Lynch has done a phenomenal job picking personnel and, and putting his bat on the ball at a high, high percentage. He and Kyle Shanahan have, uh, have done a masterful job putting together a roster. They have seven players that are all pros, not just pro bowlers. There's pro bowl teams from the American and national conference. And then they say, all right, who's the all pro? There's only one right tackle, only one left tackle, only one quarterback, only one defensive end, right defensive end, only one left defensive end on the, on the all pro team. They have seven of them. Trent Williams, in my mind, the best lineman in the national football league. He's athletic. He's powerful. He's got unbelievable hands. He's got a high ankle sprain. Will he be able to go? Mm. Looks like I, I'm sure he'll try to, but he didn't play in the in the last game when they when they uh, they lost uh, um, to the uh, Minnesota Vikings. George Kittle, All Pro tight end. Debo Samuel, All Pro wide receiver. Although he's Utility man. He can line him up in the backfield. He can do all kinds of things. He will not be playing. Hairline fracture in the shoulder. He is out. So he's out. Will Williams be out? We'll see. Christian McCaffrey, he's got an oblique issue. He played. He only had 45 yards rushing on 15 carries. You know, I don't think he was his normal self, but he is the head of the snake. He is their offense. I mean, he's leading the National Football League in rushing. Uh, he's got, you know, 20, over 25 catches. Uh, he's got touchdowns receiving. He's got touchdowns rushing. He is the, the ultimate weapon. There's no question about that. Controlling McCaffrey is going to be a big key in the football game. That's on offense. Defensively, they have an all-pro at every level. Defensive end, Nick Bosa, reigning defensive MVP in 2022. Fred Warner at linebacker is an all-pro. Dre Greenlaw, his running mate at linebacker, isn't far behind. And then on the back end, Ufanga is at, at the safety position, is an all-pro as well. So they are stacked. This football team is, is incredible. And they get off to a great start. They win their first five football games. They didn't score less than 30 points in any of those games. The average margin of victory, points scored, points allowed, that point difference was best in the league by far. Um, they lose to Cleveland and they lose to Minnesota and they only score uh, 17 points in, in, in both losses. So now all of a sudden they're having issues offensively. A big factor in this football game is playing with a lead. The Minnesota Vikings never trailed. They played with the lead the entire football game on Monday night. Getting off to that fast start is going to be big. Scoring first is going to be big. In the first six games, the 49ers outscored the opponent 
by 35 points, 41 to 6 in the first quarter. Outscored the opponent by 35 points. They had not given up a touchdown in the first quarter. The Minnesota Vikings were the first team to score a first quarter touchdown, and they led 7-0 after the first quarter. They played with a the lead. They got off to a fast start. They scored first. All of that is huge. It affects all phases, offense, defense, special teams in terms of play calling. It's a much different football game. It's a much different dynamic. The 49ers had three giveaways in their first six games, three total, tied for the fewest in the National Football League. Purdy had just one interception, also tied for fewest in the National Football League. As a team, they had a plus eight ratio in the turnover department. That led the National Football League. Well, in this football game against Minnesota, they had three giveaways. They doubled their season output. They had three in six games. They had three against the Vikings in one football game, including two party interceptions. He only had one in six games prior. He gets two against the, the Vikings. They had one takeaway. They were minus two for the game. That knocks them down to plus six in the turnover uh, ratio which is still tied for second best in the NFL. The Bengals are at plus five, tied for seventh in the NFL. Turnovers are going to be massive in this football game. They always are. Always a big determining factor. You know, when you're talking about what kind of things, situational football, what kind of things determine the outcome of games, turnovers are going to be right behind playing with a lead. I think playing with a lead is the biggest thing at any level of football. Turnovers are right there with it, though. Third down, big reason Minnesota won Monday night. They went eight for 13 on third down against the 49ers. Eight for 13. Coming into the football game, uh, the 49ers were allowing uh, a, a first down only 47 or 37.5% of the time on third down. I mean, the Minnesota Vikings took them apart defensively on third down. They had a hell of a game plan there. They extended many drives. Eight of 13, that's like 62%. The first six games uh, of, the, of, the, uh, of the season, San Francisco allowed 37.5%. The Bengals are only converting on offense 33.3% of the time, one out of every three. That's not good enough. You got to be better on third down offensively, and you can't let the San Francisco 49ers extend drives on their end of things on third down as well. The red zone, in their first six games, San Francisco had 15 more red zone possessions than their opponent. 15 more. They're in the red zone 26 times to their opponent's 11. It's the best in the National Football League. They scored 11 more red zone touchdowns than their opponent. 11 more red zone touchdowns than their opponent. That's also the best in the National Football League. You got to finish red zone drives against the 49ers. You got to score seven and keep them to three as much as possible in this football game. Red zone is going to be huge. Red zone was huge against the Minnesota Vikings in that victory. So all the, the must that you have to have red zone efficiency, third down efficiency, got to win the turnover battle. You got to play with a lead. All these things are going to be huge. They're huge every game. They're going to be the better the opponent, the bigger they become. Ground game. Minnesota limited 
the NFL's leading rusher, Christian McCaffrey, to 45 yards on 15 carries. He fumbled on the first possession. That was big. He did score a touchdown to record a touchdown in 16 straight games, including the playoffs. That's an NFL record. This guy is a football player in every sense of the word. He is the straw that stirs the drink for the San Francisco 49ers. Minnesota was 30th in the NFL running the football going into the game. They're only averaging 75 yards a game. San Francisco was number three going into the football game, averaging over 148, third best. They were held to 65 yards on 22 carries Monday night. Minnesota rose up. Minnesota outrushed the San Francisco 49ers. They go into the game as number 30. The 49ers go into the game as number three on the ground, and the Minnesota Vikings turned the tables on them ran the ball well enough to outrush the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, that's a tribute to not just the, the Minnesota Vikings offense, but obviously even more so the Vikings defensive football team. You have to compete with the 49ers like that on the ground. You can't let them run away and hide and dominate the ground game like that. The Cincinnati Bengals have been under center seven snaps this year in six games. Last year, they were under center 200 times. A third of the season is over, and they've been under center seven times. That's tracking for a little over 20 snaps for the season if it continues. Last year it was 200. they got to get back under center. I think they will. I think now that Joe Burrow's feeling better, the calf feels better, he'll be under center more. He's going to be able to reverse pivot, do all the things you need to do, carry out play action fakes, all the footwork that's necessary. He couldn't do that. They were He was a shotgun quarterback catch the ball, and be a statue in the pocket. Now they're going to have a much different dynamic, a much different look, and I'm looking forward to them being under center, getting their running game going, running some play-action pass off of that to complement when you're in the shotgun, the RPOs, and all the things they do there. So, I mean, honestly, feel bad for the coaches as, as well as the players, as well as Joe. Joe's the one that got hurt, but the coaches in the offseason had all these new wrinkles and twists to their offense Joe gets hurt and he's playing impaired, they have to throw it all out the window temporarily. I mean, they can't use it. So now after the bye week, they can re-indoctrinate these schematics that they came up with in the offseason to take the offense to another level. Now, is it going to be a perfect uh, display week one against the 49ers? You hope so, but I'm sure it's going to look a lot different four games down the road than it does against the 49ers coming off a bye week, but they'll be able to reintroduce things that they were not even able to think of doing the first six games of the season because of the physical impairment. And the 49ers will have no idea what those are. So they're going to spring something, hopefully some new looks on the 49ers from an offensive standpoint. One can only hope in the trenches. And we always uh, talk about the line play. That's going to be big. Trent Williams with that high ankle, if he does try to go, Trey Hendrickson might be able to take advantage of that because a high ankle sprain is tough to deal with. Trent Williams is, in my mind, the best offensive lineman in the National Football League. He's built like a refrigerator, but he moves like a refrigerator that has multiple wheels. I mean, this guy has got athletic ability. He's got unbelievable hands. He's very active with his hands. He's a great football player. But if he's impaired a little bit with that high ankle sprain, Trey Hendrickson can hopefully take advantage of that. Then on the other side of it, Nick Bosa working against Orlando Brown. Trent Williams is an all-pro. Trey Hendrickson's a pro bowler. 
Nick Bosa is an all-pro. Orlando Brown's a, a pro bowler. Nick Bosa will also take snaps on the other side of the line of scrimmage against Jonah Williams. Nick Bosa will line up on both ends of the defensive line, both sides, both, both sides of the of the uh, defensive configuration. He'll line up at right defensive end and left defensive end and test both tackles. And I think it's going to be pretty much up to him who he feels most comfortable working against. It'll be interesting to see how that uh, how that plays out. Orlando Brown will go. I mean, he had uh, groin issues and uh, did was not able to finish the game, but not uh, the last game the Bengals played. But now that with the bye week and uh, treatment, he's uh, he's he's good to go. He's going to be in this football game. He's never missed a game in his career. He's had to leave games, but he's m- never missed a whole football game in his NFL career. The kicking game is always is going to be a big deal. The third-round pick, Jake Moody, out of Michigan, he missed a 41-yard game winner for the Minnesota Vikings against the Cleveland Browns. Missed a game winner from 41 yards out. The first field goal that he tried um, in, in, in his, next, his next opportunity, he missed a 40-yarder in the following game on Monday night. So he's a little bit questionable. The Bengals have a very consistent place kicker, Money Mack. If Fairson can get it done, who's going to have the better kicking game? Who's going to who's going to be able to handle things? The com- competition at the punting position is going to be very interesting. Robbins is going to have to pick it up because this Wisnowski kid, he's averaging almost 48 yards per punt. He's netting like 44 yards per punt. Those are uh, <laughs> the net is is in the in the top 10 in the National Football League. He's got 12 punts down inside that uh, in, inside the 20-yard line. He's only got one touchback. I mean, that's uh, that's tied for uh, third best in the National Football League. There are three punters that don't have any touchbacks. His plus 11 is in the top five in the National Football League, so he dictates field position. Uh, Robbins is going to have to compete with that. And he had one punt in the Monday night game, which Nowski did. He punted at 62 yards. They had a four-yard return. He had a net 58-yard uh, game on that one punt. So he is dictating long fields, short fields, hidden yards, dictating that favorably for the San Francisco 49ers. The Bengals are going to have to do a good job on the long field, short field, put Purdy on the long field, put Burrow and company on the short field, and uh, take your chances from there. This is going to be a very important football game for both teams. I mean, the 49ers are looking at it as a get-back-on-track day. They lose two road games. They come home. They've got their rabid fans and crowd. They want to get back on track with that home victory. Cincinnati Bengals, after the bye week, they, they crawl back out of a hole to go to 500 before the bye. This one's big. They can win this football game, go over 500 for the first time all year. That would be a, a monumental uh, feat, I think, in, in putting them on the right path. They're going to have to stack some games. Uh, you know, you can't hover around that 500 mark for too long. If you do, then what your role is going to be down the stretch is a good football team that underachieved but can knock anybody off. You don't want to be somebody that's knocking people out of the playoffs. You want to be somebody that people are trying to knock out of the playoffs. That's what the Bengals are trying to get done. It starts in San Francisco. Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, 
leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team.